On the north side of Chicago It's the coolest bar in town And if you go up there You better just beware You're gonna find a bunch of clowns It's a mad, mad, crazy bar The whole damn place is just so bizarre Full of all the vice and sin where do we even begin? Tip your bartenders. Hi, everybody. Hey, Liz. It's Pub Crawl Liz. And I've got the geriatric genius in front of me. Hi, genius. Hi. We're doing a special edition of this podcast today because we're recording on Mardi Gras. Fat Tuesday. And so our show today is going to talk a a little bit about the history of Mardi Gras, some of the traditions, um, and we are lucky that we, uh, our sponsor has flown in uh, Kevin from New Orleans to come and talk about uh, stuff in New Orleans. Anything you want to know, Liz. Thanks. Uh, no, Kevin, our, thanks for being our sponsor. Yeah, our, well, no, our sponsor is the R. Kelly Defense Fund. We're, we're giving him, um, he's okay. doing a crowd crowd uh, funding because he can't pay his uh, alimony. And also the Jussie Smollett Subway. <laughs> what, what, a, what a great name, Jussie. He can't be a Jesse, Jussie. J-U-S-S-E-Y. I like to be creative. Very similar to Pussy. Pussy smell, smell that. Pussy smell that. that that's got to be a regular uh, in your vlog. Pussy. <laughs> Good old pus, pussy, pussy smell, smell it. it. Yeah, I like that. Jesus. Um, yeah, so we are excited to be doing a, a New Orleans slash Mardi Gras focused show for everybody today. Um, welcome, good to see you, Rock and Roll Ruth and Jordan. Um, we've got some, uh, sweet treats that po- are... Pollock stuff. <laughs> what are they called? It's also... Bu- <laughs> Patskies, Patskies, Hotchkies, I don't know. Take your pick. It's like po- Smollett. Polatskies, Polatskies. <laughs> Pol- Polanskies. Yeah, God. Polanskis. Now we're getting to pedophilia, I know. Yeah. He's kind of looking good these days, isn't he? Yeah, that's nothing. Him and, uh, 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 what's his name? The director. Michael? Oh. Uh, He's a director. Why can't, I, why can't No, the other guy. The other guy. What, what, what other guy? Uh, is he American? Roman Yeah, Polanski? no, um, Jesus, my brain is not functioning. Tell me. Uh, Harvey? No, you know, Hannah and her sisters. Uh, Woody Allen. Yeah, Woody Allen. Oh, that's Jesus. bullshit. That, see, I know, you get that, so mad. Yeah, Put it button is. Button pushing right there. Yeah, because you got a woman scorned. The oh, bitch, Lord. and she got that little um, intellectually challenged daughter of hers. She took her out of the police station, when, uh, and and then the kid wouldn't say say anything, so she took her out and got her ice cream, and she came back and said, Woody molested me. And this is after the, that Woody broke up with her. For, I mean, this is such bullshit. And the, All right, this is not the Woody Allen show. I don't give a fuck. i got to defend the guy. And then Moses, his or her uh, older kid, who's a... a Family counselor, he said that she told all the kids a lie. So, you know, fuck well, that. We'll let the genius talk right now because since he doesn't know shit about Mardi Gras, well, I know we about not, I know we, about molesters. 
<laughs> we'll do a whole show on molesters. How's that? Can we oh. compromise on that? Yeah. Okay. Great. All I gotta say is, if a woman collected eight cats, you'd say she was a crazy cat lady. What does you say about a woman that collects eight kids? Yeah. It's like and you and you bang Dumb. and you bang one. It's like if your girlfriend worked in an orphanage and you banged one of the orphans. That's what it was. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um. Okay. Well, before we get into whole the Mardi Gras business, want to want to report on anything that happened over the weekend? You expect me to remember what it was happened two over days the weekend? Ago. It was very, it's been very cold. I'll so tell you, you haven't that. gone out. Yeah, I've gone out, and it's been very cold. Where did you go? I think I came here. Okay. <laughs> because Kevin, Kevin's in town, so we Where all came in to town, see. Kevin? I got in Saturday. Oh, so did you guys go out and have a nice little day? Yes, well, we did. Oh, in fact, yeah. What day did we... Well, we, what did you do? Yesterday, we took uh, we gave him a tour. Asked I got him. a tour of the South Side, which was great, which I've always wanted to do. Went to Valois. Um, oh. Drove around Hyde Park. It's very French Mardi Gras of you to say the pronunciation that way. What, yeah, I don't how think it, that's how the Greeks say it. Uh, actually, Valois would be the way we'd say it in New Orleans. Right. But how is it? Valois. Valois, I'm sorry. It's uh, okay. It's okay. See, we appreciate, I appreciate that Frenchiness Chicago, in you. Chicago East is interesting. I remember my dad took me to some kind of Lions Club thing, and they, they sang, Where are the Lions boys from Chicago, Illinois? How do you do? Visiting Lions, how do you do? That's how we talk here. Let's make some Illinois. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, feel the Illinois. <laughs> so, no, we had a great day yesterday. It was a really kind of uh, them to take me out. Ruth walked me out on Promontory Point. Oh, when oh my it, God, it, it was like, so 40 cold. below fucking zero. I yeah, mean, the wind chills were about 20 below zero. Um, but uh, we got a beautiful view of the city from there. And uh, we went to lunch, had a great time. Uh, drove around, saw Barack Obama's compound house uh, that's blocked off on the street. Yeah. I uh, saw the Farrakhan compound, which had just about as many guards outside. Did you see Muhammad Ali's house? No, we didn't. I don't, I don't, I don't think know so. which one that is. I drove him by all I'll, the mansions. I'll take you on a tour sometime on the south side. How's okay, that? Hey, would you do that for a brother? <laughs> and maybe you come over and fix my fucking computer stuff while you're doing yeah, I it. I was actually going to uh, text you about a date for that, so we'll talk about that when we're not I'm taking uh, precious time from our listeners. Okay. Um... Well, that's nice. I'm glad you enjoyed your tour. I sure did. Yeah, it was great. Thank you so much. Especially thank you for doing it on such a cold day. Well, the car was warm. You yeah. didn't see me get out of the car. Thank you for being a good sport. Yeah. Um, so you guys came here last night then? Yeah, we were here last night. How was it? Oh, it was, it was quiet, oh, but it was... Uh, Ukraine, <laughs> Ukraine Mike put on a pretty good show. Oh, what I miss? Well, somebody else said they didn't hate him. So these, this is a wonderful year for him so far. Two people said they don't hate him. That's the most flattering thing anybody's ever said to him. That's not nice. And then he was trying to explain kind of how it feels to have nobody like him. He did not say that. Well, ask, ask Kevin. Yeah, uh, I met up with Mike uh, yesterday afternoon. We went to Richard's Bar, smoked probably a pack of cigarettes in there. Gross. And then went to next door to La Scrolla and had dinner and then came down here. And, uh, yeah, Mike was on form. Um, I, you know, can we just talk about this? I really feel like Las Corolla is the most overrated place ever. I think it is now. It used to be. The, Back in the day with all the, you yeah, know, it was great. fellas, the good but, fellas. But now it is so commercial and packed. We went there last year for Ruth's birthday, and it was just it's chaos. I like Pico Sonio across the street. But no. You do? Yeah, it's a good place. Um... 
So I, so he, I, that makes me sad that he actually feels that way, that nobody truly likes him. Well, he's not far off the money. I mean, I like him, but then you don't want to go by me. Yeah. I like him. <laughs> I like him very much, and he was nicknamed Chinese Mike, and then someone said that was... <laughs> Someone said that was racist. Racial, racial slur, and then we got erased from the board on his birthday, and it broke his heart. Wait, how is that different than Ukraine Mike or well, because Russian th- Mike or whatever I, the fuck we call them? Here's what I suspect. Um, uh, Anya was on duty, and she's very thin-skinned. Because I remember when she was a little uh, high school girl, I used the word. I said something about the Orient. Orient. Yeah, yeah. She went Oriental. She went batshit crazy on that one. So she probably thought that it was kind of slurs saying Chinese. Which is hilarious because you've known Anya for most well, of her I'm life. Just and surmising. Doesn't she know who you are? I'm just surmising. Well, I didn't write it. Uh, Ruth wrote it. I know, but still. Well, I, yeah, she does she know. She should be surprised she, by you whatsoever. She might not be surprised, but she had the eraser. Did she go downtown and do that on the uh, Oriental Theater downtown? Because I noticed that was changed <laughs> to the Nederlanders since I was here last. Naming rights, naming rights. Yeah. Uh, which, I, that doesn't settle well. But anyway. Well, my, I mean, Mike has fun when he comes in, and he's got this kind of very unusual kind of, well, he's on the spectrum, and he's got spectrum humor. Um, he's, I, he's going to Tokyo with baby mama. Oh, yeah. Oh, whoa. Baby ma- and plus, baby mama don't go nowhere without baby and the nanny. So you're talking some bucks. But he said you made 200 grand on the market this this week. Wow. Hey, you know, we're looking for donations for the Chicago Museum, Ukraine. Uh-huh. Real, real, very, very, yeah. What's what's a grand out of 200 grand? Some friends of mine just told me they were at a casino up in northern Michigan, and they were, like, just stupid, pl- like, pay- playing stupid penny slots. And... They were wait. There's like a blizzard or something. They're like, we can't go. So they they've been playing all day, and the casino's like, hey, we'll give you a room, of course, right? Just stay. So while they're waiting for their room, one of them was just penny slots, penny slots, and lo and behold, he hits the super jackpot and won twelve grand. On a penny? Yeah. And then his partner was like, well, shit, give me a hundred dollars. I'm gonna put it in this machine. And he's playing the slots and the slots and the slots and, you know, whatever. And he's down to, like, his last, I don't know, 10 bucks. And all of a sudden, he hits the jackpot. That's 10 grand. So literally, like, within, I don't know, 45 minutes, they won 22 grand. Wow. On freaking penny slots. So I, just t- I saw him today, and I was like, uh. That's a know, lot of pennies. I know, huh? I know of a 501c3 that accepts tax-deductible uh, donations. How many pounds of pennies would that yeah, be when you, when you drive back to Chicago? Uh, I don't think they give it to you in pennies. Oh, see, I do that because I, I, I definitely, definitely give them pennies. Why? Because maybe they didn't want to carry it all, and you could, you know, make it, make it more, odd, make it more man. colorful. You're an odd, odd man. All right, let's get to this Mardi Gras business because um, there's a lot of history involved, and I'm very excited about it. Okay, let's start with the genius. Genius, do you know anything about Mardi Gras? I think it has something to do with the baby Jesus, doesn't it? It, well, it started out with the baby Jesus. It has some Christian yep. roots. Well, I know that. I mean, that's about what I know. Well, Explain how it started out. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of the holidays that we have are the Christianity's response to pagan traditions, and so um, in the spring, a lot of like you know, uh, ro- so for example, the Romans they um, celebrated the 
sort of trying to prepare for spring by kind of having big parties, right. which involved a lot of uh, eating, drinking, and fornicating. And it was about, you know, fertility and welcoming all that. So when the Christians came about, they started to try to um, repress some of those, I don't know, cultural traditions, but also incorporate little pieces into their new narrative. Right. Do you want to add anything, Kevin? What am I missing? Well, no, after Jesus was born, the Feast of the Epiphany was on January 6th, and that's the traditional start for Mardi Gras now. Um, and Mardi Gras can fall, uh, always falls six weeks before Easter, so that's, it's got about a month in there where it can fall any time during that time um, in some countries and some cities. That's a time for rejoicing and eating and drinking and fornicating and parading and doing all of that before Lent. I don't know why you need a special season for that. I mean, that's kind of what the alehouse mantra is. Uh, I think eating, drinking, and fornicating is our... And drinking, I think that's a a t-shirt. Sorry, Kevin, go ahead. But uh, then this all comes to a head, uh, so to speak, today, which is Fat Tuesday. Tomorrow is Ash Wednesday, which begins six weeks of Lent. What does Fat Tuesday mean? Mardi Gras. You're supposed to get really fat and fill your belly Well, what's the definition of Mardi Gras? That is. It's French. Mardi means Tuesday, gras fat. Oh. So the history of New Orleans, New Orleans is settled by French people, well, a variety of peoples, but there's a big French influence, which is why you get a lot of this Frenchy shit. Right. Of course, there were always, uh, there were American Indians there first. Of course, as always, as always. Um, But yeah, they, they, they in Mobile, Alabama, began the tradition in the United States of Mardi Gras, and... um, now, Mobile actually claims to have the oldest Mardi Gras, right? Yeah, you know what? And they can, if that's what makes them feel good, they can oh, have Oh, look it. at you, your little NOLA defense. Well, no, Whoa. it's just like, what does Mobile have going for? Um, I know nothing about Mobile, Alabama, except for that they claim that they have the oldest Mardi Gras. Yeah, Because it, it was started by, in New Orleans. So New Orleans just celebrated last year their uh, 300th anniversary, right? right? 1718 was founded. Right. And... Um, Mardi Gras is seemingly started by two gentlemen who have French-sounding names that are actually streets in New Orleans. That's right. Right? And what's, one of... What's their names? Uh, Bienville and... Bienville and Iberville. Yeah, that's it. Um, and they seemingly name an area of the city Mardi Gras Point or something, right? Because that's what they... Uh, their town had a Mardi Gras celebration around the same time that they had landed. Right. Right? But it wasn't until the 1800s that they began parading and forming crews, K-R-E-W-E-S, which are the Mardi Gras groups that throw the parades. They're kind of like gangs. They're kind of like gangs. With colors. Colors and all that. And, you know, you've seen the floats on the news and the beads. Speaking of beads, I brought beads for everybody. Ooh. um, (laughs) Let's see what we've got. Hang on, Kevin. Um, that's for Steve Marquette. Here is for, this is for Ruth. That's from the crew of Muses, which is an all-women's crew. And it's a bead with a high heel on it, and that's their symbol. Um, and that was thrown at the Muses parade last Thursday. And, uh, this one is for the genius. And it's from the crew of Babylon and that's a jester which seemed appropriate oh god but, yeah you should wear that every day that ends in Y um 
here's one for Jordan, and that's from the parade today, which is Rex, the big carnival parade. That's the king of carnival, since you're the king of the podcast. Woo! Is Rex the oldest one? Um, yeah, Rex is the oldest parading crew. And this one is for you, Liz. It's a Muses, which is the women's parade, and oh, it's a yes. bubble bath. I, I need one of those. That's pretty, I'm sure. So, thanks, Kevin. You're welcome. I'm gonna put this on right now. Yeah, put them on right now. Um, um now crew is spelled K-R-E-W-E, correct? Right. Sorry, enough like purple. Ooh, look so. at you. Um, okay, so the crews are basically like these gangs that um, got together and had their own little parties and part of these parades and had their colors, right? And right. The, and is it my understanding correct that the Rex crew, which is the oldest one, introduced the colors of the gold? Uh, purple, purple, green, and gold, thing, yeah. Right? That's right. Ooh, I think... Where, where, yeah. do, where does Lent fit into this? Well, that's after the party when you're supposed to... Right. Well, when's the party over? Tomorrow. Oh, tonight at midnight. Oh, so because Tui... Historically, doesn't drink but during Lent. Yeah, this was a silly Christian tradition. You're supposed to. You're gonna go get your ashes on your head. Uh, if I need, I at my 10-year high school reunion, or no, 20, they invited some school teachers there from down Upper Grove High School, and when I went over and said hello to them, they said they were. They said we were just laughing about when you, we were all looking out of the teachers' lounge, and you showed up to school about noon. And we, before you came in the door, you reached out of the gutter and you got some mud and rubbed it on your forehead. <laughs> I didn't remember doing it, but I thought it was pretty clever. Yeah, it's an excuse to be late for school. Yeah. Why not? Um, yeah, so you're supposed to be good for that whole time. These are fancy beads, man. They yeah, light up. Yeah, yeah, it's affecting my light eyes. I'm oh sensitive. I can't even handle the lights. See? Oh. You're a party pooper. Yeah. Um, and Jordan's bead is it's a white ox, um, which represents the boeuf gras, which is the fatted calf, and that parades through the streets on Tuesday, and that's when everyone eats and drinks, and it's a symbol of, of uh, indulgence. And uh, then when the fatted calf is dead, so is Mardi Gras. Um, now, now after that, after that, then do they, do they celebrate anything after the fatted calf? Um, you mean after Mardi Gras itself? It's. I mean, do, do they keep doing stuff every day? No, no. Fat Tuesday is the end of the season. You start. <coughs> you start in January. You start in January sixth. Oh. Parties the whole time. Yeah, you have three Jan- weeks of parades. So one thing that Kevin mentioned was it starts on January sixth because that's the Epiphany, which is also the date that supposedly the three kings visited little baby Jesus. I can sing that song. Which you know what's interesting? When I was growing up. <clears throat> Um, we were obviously, you know, Mexican living in the United States, so we would get, uh, whatchamacallit, Santa Claus on Christmas Eve, we would open presents on Christmas Eve, and Christmas Day was sort of like whatever, but like the big, the big gift holiday was January 6th. So what we the tradition is you leave your shoes out. Is that for Mexicans, January 6th? I think it's a Latin, a very much a Latin thing. Um, but you leave your shoes out. To be polished? <laughs> yeah, I wish they were polished. And uh, you would get gifts associated with the three kings visiting. And that was kind of more significant than um, Santa Claus. And then on, on three kings or on three kings day 
we actually had a king's cake. Yeah. And the tradition is you cut the king's cake the way you would on Mardi Gras, and you get the slices, right? And in that king cake, there's a little baby Jesus. Hidden, right. Right. And the tradition is if you're eating your cake and you find the little baby Jesus in your slice, then it is your responsibility to throw a party on February 2nd. Now, I don't know why February 2nd. Is the little baby Jesus edible? No. It's a little plastic thing. So they put a little plastic thing in there? Yeah, that's nice choking so hazards. So you break, your, break a tooth and then choke. Well, no, yeah. you're supposed to cut into it. Um, so I always thought that was interesting. Yeah, I don't know why they never made it like a marzipan baby Jesus so you could bite off the oh, head yeah, or something. Yeah, that makes sense. But there are uh, celebrations like this around the world. I think the second most famous one is, in, or I guess competitively, depending on what culture you're into more, uh, the one in Brazil is Carnival. Right. right? So they go bananas oh, down I for Carnival. I saw a movie about that. You did? Hot broads, yeah. <laughs> the women down there are quantitatively hotter yeah. than the... Than the women that come to New Orleans to lift up their yeah, shirts, I'll tell were, you that. They were very hot, the ones that we saw. <laughs> um, um, so, so we also have koozies. I know Bruce is a koozie fan, oh, so I wow. brought koozies What's from. This one? They're from the Rex Parade. Every parade has its own. Um, Ooh, thanks. Separate, different. This is cool. Design. These are very rock and roll. Ruth would like these. Yeah. These are very uh, uh, astrological. The theme this year is Visions of the Sun, so they're all sun-related. Um, so it's best to cut the bottom thing off because um, no, see not. how I did? Yeah, look, they don't sit well. Why? You're gonna find out the hard way, dum dum. Just take it from me. I was born with a koozie in my yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah, I bet you have, <laughs> and not just your hand. <laughs> oh my God! What the hell are you talking about? Koozie right. kind of sounds rude now that it you does. said, doesn't it? Yeah. Koozie. You're thinking of coochie. I've grown up with dirty birds. I've grown up with a koozie in my hand. <laughs> Liz shows you koozie. <laughs> I got lots, not just one. You got such a cute koozie. Pretty much everywhere I go, I get a koozie. Any broad would punch you in the face if you said, <laughs> "You got a cute koozie." Um. Okay, so. <laughs> Wow. I wish you had a jacuzzi. Um, so, Kevin, you just arrived from New Orleans. Yeah. What's the scene like down there right now? Uh, it's been pretty crazy. The first weekend is walking cruise. I sent Bruce some photos of um, that I think he appreciated. Oh, yeah, that, that was a good, yeah, some good floats. Um, but there was a, a Trump golden showers float that went through the French Quarter um, that... Uh, his painting of Stormy Daniels giving Trump a golden shower would have fit very well on. Um, there was a Ruth Bader Ginsburg float that said Invaginus Veritas, which made me laugh. <laughs> um, That's great. Yeah, the, the, and of course lots of satirical floats about New Orleans getting screwed in the Super Bowl this year. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, this weekend was the, was the big weekend of parades, the, the grande... Uh, enormous parades, including one that goes by my house, and that's why I came down here because um, too peep- much. Too much. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, I've never been down for Mardi Gras, and you know what? I can only imagine because going down to New Orleans at any other time, like if you, especially of course in the French Quarter, it's always crazy. Right. So I can't even imagine what it's like right now. Yeah, it's, it's 
the, the tourists kind of show their asses a bit, but um, if you get off the main parade routes and all that stuff, the locals are having a real good time, and you can you can have a party with them. But uh, yeah, the, the, the yeah, I'd like to experience that. Yeah, it's that that's kind of nice. So. Um, uh, 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 I was going to ask you a question, and I totally forgot about it. That's okay. Don't expect me to bail you out. See, Bruce, Bruce knows all about Mardi Gras, but he's hanging you out to dry. Yeah. Oh, I, I know exactly what you're t- t- fishing for. <laughs> no. <laughs> what did I hear? Like, I was queued up my music to play, and he goes, there's Mardi Gras music? <laughs> you're adorable. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Bruce. I try to be adorable. Um, okay, so is there, like, a main day that shit goes down? Um, or is it just seriously every day? Uh, like today? Like oh, t- today's the big day. Today's Fat Tuesday. So yeah. what happens exactly? Um, that's the day that the locals get up early, early, like 6 o'clock in the morning, because the first parade started at 8 o'clock. There's probably got, lots of vomit on the sidewalk. Do people start drinking like right away? Oh, yeah, people start drinking right away. And there is vomit on the sidewalks from the night before, definitely. Uh, St. Sa- oh. Patty's Day, God, it's just disgusting. It's vomit. Yeah. The puke on the sidewalk. Is there um, a good, uh, 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 like... Cleaning cleanup system in the French Quarter that happens. Yeah, it's 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 pretty thorough. But again, you you've got like, that many people. It's do they really come hard. through every night with like? Oh big, yeah, oh a, yeah. A big well, water they have, they water. Have, it's pretty funky down there. Though. Cleaning I mean, truck. Not, you yeah. would need off the sidewalks. Now. No, no. Um, yeah, they come through every night with a cleaning truck and and uh, get all that done. But uh, Tuesday's the big day. There's the two big parades are Rex and Zulu. Those both happen on Tuesday morning. And um, What does it take to be a part of a crew? Um, Rex is birthright. It's oh, definitely, shit. yeah. It's serious. You're not getting into Rex. And um, Zulu is old black families mostly, but they it's a little bit easier to get in there. Um, so, And it's not exclusively black. But there's a contro- always a controversy about it because it's black people wearing black face. Oh really? Yeah, because they no. when they started the tradition, it was some say it was to imitate fierce Zulu warriors. Others say it was to make fun of the white people wearing blackface. Nobody can agree on it, but every year now that's people come to town and they freak out seeing blackface, and then they really freak out when they see a black person under it. Yeah, I, well, that, gee, that they didn't mention odd. any of that when no. they were doing all that blackface stuff. Wait, um, are there other controversial crews? Um, I, don't, I don't know about controversial. Crew de Vu is the one that's X-rated, that's really filthy. Isn't that what Steve Marquette's part of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one where you'll see like a giant vagina going down the street and people trying to hide their kids' eyes and things like that. For real. Yeah, yeah. So. They're in fucking, Mar- they're in New Orleans for Mardi Gras. Absolutely. <laughs> totally Dummies. agreed. Um, the real controversial ones are the ones that stopped parading when they were forced to integrate and they quit rather than integrating and those people are shits. So. Well, yeah. it is the South, so you're going to get those KKK yeah. fuckheads. Yeah, it's a, it's actually a curious point um, about uh, how those cultures and different ethnicities and different colors, um, if and how they come together to sort of, you know, become one to celebrate this occasion. But obviously, it doesn't come without 
little bit of grief. a little bit of controversy, yeah. Um, but mostly, I mean, you you would parade with your friends. You would parade with the groups that you, you know that you're with all year. Can anyone uh, just join a crew? Can anyone just sh- not like, every show up crew, but yeah, most crews, yeah. It's so not, it's not hard. it's sort of like just show up and be part of it. Um, you have to pay money, obviously, uh-huh. um, and you got to buy your throws, which are the beads and all of that stuff. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So, are most like is is the city right now? Is it mostly locus, locals, or is it just inundated with tourists? It's inundated with tourists, but I mean, it's a, it's a, it's like a federal holiday for locals. You know, there's no mail delivery, there's banks aren't open, nobody goes to work. So it's uh, kind of kooky, isn't it? No, it's like St. Patrick's Day. No, that's not a that's not a federal holiday. No, people, I know, doesn't, but, doesn't but, shut but down. people in Chicago treat it like it's you know they do. Oh, it's, it's, I get my mail on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I know, but it's it's just. Asshole. Well, like asshole the day. Saturday city asshole celebration day. is douchebaggery all around. Yeah. Remember what? And did you did you watch the Sopranos? The old Sopranos. Yeah. Well, when Christopher almost <coughs> died, and then Paulie Walnuts comes to the hospital and says, "Hey, what was hell like?" And he says, "It was like every day was St. Patrick's Day." <laughs> <laughs> and I can that, that. What could be worse than that? I think that's, uh, uh, yeah, it's full of knuckleheads doing stupid shit. Amateur hour is what it is. Yeah, drinking to get drunk as opposed to drinking to have a good time. Yeah, amateur hour. But um, for my friends who are in the bar industry, it's like a love-hate relationship because you deal with the knuckleheads, but, I mean, you make a lot of money. No, we, I mean, that, we broke records that about four years ago on that 70-degree St. Patrick's Oh, yeah. Day. Oh yeah, it was just nuts. Yeah, we gotta hope for warm weather for more people to show no, up. You know what? You're I, over I, it. I, I You're not even go. here. What do you care? Well, I, I used to. You be should here. want people in here spending money. I used to be here. Well, I'm, I'm for that. See? Wow, did you just agree with me on something? Yeah. Holy shit! Wow. Kevin, you gotta come more often. <laughs> You're a good little diffuser. Give him, <laughs> give him little shiny beads. Historic more moment. Often. <laughs> 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 Keep the genius happy, and, and you didn't have any of those sweets, did you? Hell no, because I, I'm, I feel. Listen to how articulate I am right did now. You take your pill. No, and I'm still articulate. Good. I'm glad. Glad to hear it. Yeah, I haven't had any sweets. That, well, I had some cranberry j- uh, jam. Um. My toast. Um. I think Chicago. <laughs> Oh God! I think Chicago should have a crew because there's a really strong. Oh, we have crews, all right. No, we have the here, we have New the Bridgeport Orleans. crew. We have the Taylor Street crew <laughs> for, the, uh, for St. We, Patty's we, Day. We got the uh, Grand Avenue crew. We've got crews I up think the ass. We ads. should create a Chicago crew for next year's Mardi Gras because there's a lot of yeah, shared connections send, between the our, two cities. Yeah, we should send the Taylor Street crew down to New, uh, New Orleans. Yeah. We have a shared French history. Uh-huh. How so? The French Canadian fur traders who arrived in Chicago. De La Salle. De La Salle. The French Canadian fur traders who arrived in Chicago who came here knew that the Mississippi River existed, so they arrived here trying to find routes down to the Gulf via the Mississippi. Oh, Du Sable. That's the first Haitian settler. Um, And so eventually they found those routes and made their way down to New Orleans. Um, and there's just a lot of shared connections with the movement of people, the movement of goods, the movement of food, the movement of cultural traditions. So I feel like, and obviously music, we have a very 
strong mm -hmm. music uh, relationship. So I think there's just a really strong connection between these two cities. Um, I, I feel like people from Chicago love New Orleans, and I think the, the those feelings are reciprocated. Yep. Uh, so I think we should have a Chicago crew. Well, if you organize it as well as you did the Alehouse Talent Show, I can't. Uh, I'm sure why do you have to keep talking about that? Because it proves that we didn't you know, do it for you. What do you mean you didn't do it for me? Because everyone was concerned that it was going to be too much stress, I and you just had like seventeen heart attacks. Uh, yeah, but uh, well, how was the stress? Because I wasn't going to do anything. I'm just telling you that your friends and family were very concerned about adding any additional events. And plus, you had all these deaths. It was too much. So we decided to suspend it. Well, how, how, how thoughtful. I know. You should be thankful that you have people who care about you. Well, if you cared about me, you'd come over and uh, do my computer oh, crap. And, it's that one thing. It's and another. get that Create Space thing. It's started. done. Yeah, but I can't ex access it. Again, we'll talk about this not on the podcast. All right. Um, okay, so back to the Chicago crew. How, is it hard to organize one? No. No, have a have a crew of the alehouse. Yeah, I think we should have an alehouse crew. If we can get some stupid Chicago shit on yeah, there. Yeah, it could like be just like our Blues Brothers impersonating some bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be just like the alehouse baseball team. We we every year we'd have signups for our baseball team, and we never had a game. I'd always sign up for missionary position. <laughs> what? Bruce always threatened to put uh, to get a float for the uh, gay pride parade oh, and have the, the anal house float. <laughs> Yeah, but but the old town anal but house. chief chief had the chief had the great idea. Chief said he'd he'd drive the he we we get a flatbed he he'd, he'd drive it, and he he wanted and the sign he he came up with the idea of the sign, party till you're positive. Oh I God. mean, would that be great? Well, that would get some attention to the gay pride parade? I don't, I don't think that'll go over so well right now. Yeah, I think those days have yeah, passed. I know, but it's I, just I think, what a great sign I think that would be. The old town anal house would still be a hoot. A good old hoot. We have a kid party till your party. I think let's think of a, a different slogan. Well, though you get, then we could just pass, throw out buttons. Party till you're positive. I love it. Be great. Liz is shooting me a look like, oh lord. Yeah. No. <laughs> Maybe we can get away with that shit in New Orleans. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, an alehouse crew would be a cool thing. You've I got know, musicians right? here. You've yeah. got drinkers here. You've got Ruth here. You know, you've got, you've got a lot of fun people. I know. I think we should do it. Obviously, address Jimmy as a, as a, a little jockey, you know, like a lawn ornament. Oh yeah, that would be good. Yeah. <laughs> um, 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 but so aside from the the connections between the two cities, obviously there's a connection with people who come to this bar, right? And then go to the uh, uh, go to to New Orleans. So I think we should maybe uh, spend some time looking into this. Feel free. That's code for I'm not going to do shit from the genius. Um, okay, so aside from parades and beads mm -hmm. and crews and all that business, what else, what are some other cultural traditions that is sort of part of all these festivities? Uh, drinking, eating <laughs> uh, king cake, as you mentioned. Uh, is there anything people are per eating in particular? Um, gas station chicken. Ooh. What? Uh, well, no, a lot of the gas stations in New Orleans do really good fried chicken, so that's always like a parade staple. Um, is, and everybody knows which gas station has the best chicken. Wait, this is for real? Yes, it's for real. Wow. Yeah. We're 
<laughs> the genius's face. Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's a different kind of town. There's no question. Yeah. Um, when is uh, uh, crawfish season? Starting around now. Oh, so you kind of you kind of wrap this up and go right into that. Yeah, and then people have backyard parties and boil crawfish and all that stuff. When we were driving around with you last November, we drove by some sidewalk barbecue thing yeah. that smelled so good. There were a lot of a that uh, barbecue. Party, yeah. I was ready to just say, please, can I have a sample? And they probably would have given it to you. They probably would have, yeah. Ru Ru Ruth wants to go down and sell my art. and um, But uh, Kevin says you need a permit, so... That means you got paperwork to do, which I don't think you'll do. Well, it. we could forge the paperwork. That's going to be more work than the damn paperwork. Yeah, Why would you go that route? Because it inspires me. To, you know, it makes it interesting. To be naughty, so yeah, that if it's if you're naughty, that means you want to do it. It makes it more fun. Huh. Or whatever, whatever floats your boat. Well, I Ruth think would should. be the one going to Whatever jail. Whatever floats your steamboat. <laughs> I would go to jail. Thanks. Well, I mean, I'm the, I'm not going to be the one selling, and I'd be the forger, but I don't. I don't yeah, you're you're there for you're there for one reason and one reason only. Well, she wants to. <laughs> when 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 you're behind bars, clinking your your cup against the bars, you're gonna, he's gonna be on the other side going, "You wanted to, you wanted to, right?" No, I I would say, uh, I'm mental. You know, I, I'm 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 88 years old and I got problems, and she 80, didn't know. 80. You keep I don't. He keeps. He's a, it's a different number every week. You um, keep saying Mike is on the spectrum, but I think you're on a different spectrum, too. Yeah, I am. It's called the genius spectrum. Oh, God. Um, all right. So, uh, Kevin, how long are you in town for? I leave tomorrow. What else is going to happen while you're here? Uh, damn to find out we're in the alehouse. We'll see what happens tonight. Um, I guess it's it's early, so you never know. No. You, you well, he, got to, he got to kind of uh, wrap things up last night with Ukraine Mike, so that's that's a thrill. Yeah. I still don't understand what this means. Well, he gets, he does, he doesn't get more coherent as the evening goes by. Or, or did you maintain a sense of sobriety oh, while, yeah. while Mike was going down that drunken No, uh, He didn't go down that drunken He only had like 12 or 14 of those high lives, and that's nothing for him. <laughs> he drinks them so fast, though. Yeah. He really does. He drinks does. them like Tui. I watch him, I'm like, whoa. Yeah, no, he was he was he was fine. Uh, yeah, he well, once he gets completely shit faced, he kind of slows down a little and just gets that sappy look on his face. <laughs> yeah, I think we all do. That's what drink. That's what happens with drinking. Speak for yourself. Oh yeah, you don't really consume alcohol and get drunk. No, I mean people. Even I, back I, when you were doing before I Polish have, martini days, I have defied people to when the last time they anybody saw me drunk. Explain, I'm like explain my grandfather. I'm me. like my grandfather. Explain this to I, me. You know what? I don't. I don't believe in getting drunk. I believe in drinking. And I used to because I knew if I drank 15 Bud Lights, I'd be fine. Now that's why I don't drink craft beers and stuff because you have no. I I can't gauge the effect. What kind of okay? So can you answer this question? Have you been drunk before? Yes, when I was young. Like youngster, shit face drunk. I've got the broken bones to pr prove it. <laughs> so you're a dumb drunk. I get into a lot of fights when yeah, I'm Yeah, they're dumb drunks. That's, that's what do you mean good. dumb? I was a young drunk. There's there's angry drunk. There's sad drunk. There's happy drunk. I'm sarcastic drunk. You're always sarcastic. That's every yeah, day. But when I'm but and but see, the problem, but, the difference is when you're a kid, people will, no, I'm 78, so you got to think twice about hitting me because I might die, you know. I wouldn't hit somebody 78. 
because I'd be afraid that what the fuck would happen. But when you're a kid, when you're a punk kid like I was, everybody wanted to punch me in the face. So, I think there are people who still want to do that. Well, I mean, yeah, and they still do. You sound like you were an angry drunk, though, if you got into fights. No. No, I was a sarcastic. I had a sense of humor. So people, people were didn't punching understand. you while you were drunk because well, you were being... Tried. They tried. They tried. They tried, but <laughs> they, there wasn't a lot of success in trying to... I mean, I the broken stuff was all hitting people. I mean, you know, my thumbs, my finger. Look at that. That's from... Oh, yeah, that's it's all, pinky's named, all crooked. Some guy named Tom Gold. <laughs> you still remember. Yeah, I remember because... Uh, How did he do that? I, he, he, I had bet on Sonny Liston to be Ollie the first time, and I bet the guy 20 bucks or something, which in those days was a big, big dough. So I come back to the alehouse when it's across the street. He's sitting there, oh, you know. So I paid the guy, I paid the fuckface the money, and he, yeah, well, yeah, so I grabbed him by the hair and I just started bashing him in the face. And I hurt my little finger. Oh. So you hurt your finger because you were punching him. Yeah. So it's not his fault. Um, he taunted me. All right. <laughs> What kind of a drunk are you, Liz? Um, I'm really happy, and then when I get over that little edge, I turn into a sad drunk. So I need, I know, I know really? that, I know that line, yeah. Really? Yeah. Really, really happy, and then when just too many, I start to get like really introspective. Well, and she does real dumb shit. Like she gets a whole gang in here, they drink <laughs> like mad, and then they go out and they forget to tip the bartender. <laughs> it was one time. Yeah, well, it's that what was I a bad time. Well. But I came back the next day and made up for it significantly. I'm not sure about that. Well, I, I don't tell you everything I do. Uh, obviously. Which, which bartender was it? Timmy. Uh, it was a very, it was one of those uh, days that was very spontaneous day drinking. Like that was not the plan. And we started out having just lunch um, down the street at one of my favorite uh, seafood places. And we decided to come here. And then other people met us here just because What's seafood place? Uh, it's called Oyster Bar. Where's that? Armitage and uh, Halstead. Oh, really? Yeah, they have all you can eat. Like, they have, like, uh, they have oyster happy hour and seafood Ooh. happy hour. I know. You, we should go sometime. Yeah, I like that. Um, so anyway, and it was like... $5 glasses of rosé. So it was a beautiful summer day. The windows are wide open. You're drinking rosé. You're eating seafood. It's just all going down magically. And after several glasses of rosé, we decided to come here just because why the hell not. And then a few other people met us, and it was just... I'm not the only one to blame regulars, though. Phil the Mogul was here with us, too. Well... So, um, yeah, he doesn't always remember. I mean, he's very super generous when he remembers. Sometimes you No, I think we were all, we're all, we're not all assholes. I think that was just a really particularly unique day. Which you keep bringing up because you're an asshole. Well, because uh, I tipped the bartenders. <laughs> Jesus. So you're never going to let it go. One and, time. And I one don't time. think, I don't What's think that that's joke? a tradition. What's that joke? Oh, the joke. Johnny Lear used to yeah. call it. You know. <laughs> You, one you, time. Yeah. <laughs> you, you suck a dick one time and you're Joe's no, you, dick why, sucker. Why, why do you got to do the punchline? Well, okay. Well, why did tell you get whole, it right? Tell uh, the you, whole joke. You tell the whole joke. No, it's like, I forget. Yeah, well, I forgot the beginning, too. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember <laughs> the punchline. We're a great line. comedic duo. 
Yeah, I'd be a terrible stand-up it's comic. It's like some Scottish or jokes. Irish guy or something, yeah. and he's in the hills, and they're like, he's like telling a story. Yeah, you fuck one sheep, and then you're, then you're Johnny's sheep fucker. I yeah. think that was the, the punchline. It's like, I've yeah. built, see that fence over there? I've built that fence with my own two hands. It survives. I don't know how many seats. You see that wall over there? I've built that wall with my own two hands. Nobody calls you, me, nobody calls me Angus the Wall Builder. Yeah, you fuck one sheep. <laughs> oh, how about this one? This is one of Hawkeye's jokes. You know why they? You know why they um, put zip, zippers on pants? Why? Because a sheep can hear. God damn it! That's <laughs> <laughs> Hawkeye. Hawkeye. <laughs> Terrible. Hey. Hawkeye. He can't Bill. hear. He's right by the Bill. fucking door, and he can't hear. Come here. We wanted to ask you a joke. No, he's not. I want to ask you a question. What's how's that Scotch joke? Oh, why do why do guys wear kilts? Why do guys wear kilts? Because a sheep can hear a zipper a mile away. <laughs> yeah. What a fucking what, talk about a goddamn party pooper. You know what you Do you know how you answer a person who says what's under your kilt? Give me your hand. <laughs> Give me your hand. <laughs> that's dirt. That's naughty. That's naughty, Hawkeye. He's got a very bad attitude. <laughs> I, I don't know if I... I kind of like the fact that we started telling dirty jokes. <laughs> well, <laughs> it seems, it's very Mardi Gras. But I like the, jeep, uh, the sheep hearing the zipper. That's why you, they were killed. I told you my limerick one time. That you loved, but I don't think you remember how it went. The dirty limerick. How the fuck do I remember? The super dirty something? limerick. Well, try me. Okay. Um, there once was a woman named Alice, who put a dynamite stick in her phallus. They found her vagina in North Carolina and bits of her tits in Dallas. <laughs> you know, actually, I have stolen many a parties. You know, that's with actually that that's actually very cruel. You know, it's, it's all into self-mutilation. <laughs> it's kind of anti-trans, Here's if you another, ask me. I mean, that's par- like, party poopers <laughs> all around. Speak I it. thought it was good. Thanks, Spe- Spe- Yeah, the two women in this group actually of, like uh, it. Speaking of, of dynamite in your ass. No, phallus. I'm sorry. Suck it. How did Alice have a phallus? Yeah, what the fuck? I thought you No, wait. Anus. Come on, you guys. <laughs> now I got to say it again. Alice, no, I got to think about it. Alice and anus don't rhyme. Anyway. Her chalice? Oh, God. Her valise? Uh, <laughs> her valise. Who uses the word valise? Put, it, her, put dynamite in her palace? Sure, sure. But All right, what were you saying? In Paul Vallis? Well, <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker would not stop texting me last week. What an asshole. And, and that's who Mike voted for, Ukraine what? Mike. Yeah, yes. he voted oh for the re- Republican. He voted for a Republican for, for mayor. Actually, let's pause from the Mardi Gras and dirty joke situation just to talk about a real shit show, um, that election. What did you think of those well, results? Well, I'm great. I'm great. I'm great with the king. I mean, I was terrified of a scum sucking rat fuck daily uh, getting in the runoff, and, I and can't he would have been he a real. Came in third. Well, I, I really can't either. But that. I mean. I voted for Tony Preckwinkle just simply because I thought she'd have the best shot of beating uh, Daly. And all of a sudden, now we have one of your gals in there. Oh, my God. Well, uh, well, what do you mean, oh, my God? She's married a, a to a strong broad. woman? Yeah. Well, I don't know anything about her. But I'm all, I'm, I know she's not Daly, so I'm all for her. But, I, I mean, I don't care which one wins because I, I, just so Daly or 
McCarthy or are you Chico? Gonna, are you going to vote for Preckwinkle again? Oh, I mean, I want to hear the debates. I've got a totally yeah, open mind now. I still think we got to get Andy back here to talk well, us and, through this. No, I'm pissed. At, I'm going to with. I, I almost. I'm very close, very close to formally withdrawing my endorsement of Andy for mayor because that son of a bitch has gone right wing Republican on. What? Him. What happened? Yeah. Wait. Tell well, me you more. should have seen. So he's going against the progressive. Today he writes on the, now I got I got a bone to pick with Mark Fuckerberg again because what they were doing they're keeping me I'm technically not suspended anymore for and my thirty days are up but the pricks aren't letting me post because I post all the time and then everybody says how come you don't post so you can't even find them the pricks are are fucking with me again I mean Fuckerberg is so jealous he knows I'm the kind of guy that just wink and and. And, and his old lady would suck my dick. He knows that. He's terrified of me, of everything I stand for. So anyway, so he's punished me again, you know, and they do this. I mean, they, they keep fucking with me. But Andy is, I'm against progressive income tax because you can't trust the politicians. So anyway, I attacked him immediately and several other people. And then a whole bunch of Trump guys came in to defend Andy. And so I'm very close to, I mean, so we have a little fight going on now. But they don't announce to me when somebody responds. I have to go back to Andy's uh, post to find out what the hell's going on. I'm not alerted to what's going so on. So that whole thing in summary is just that you're not happy with Andy right now. I'm very, I'm, 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 I haven't withdrawn my endorsement. But you wouldn't I'm, have him on as a guest to talk to us about Oh, politics? I would, but I, I don't think. All right, that was the initial question. Well, I Suggestion. Don't, I don't think he. Well, maybe he would. Um, he 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 does um, one of the radio stations. He does now. How could he really be that well versed in the Chicago mayoral election? Because he was in, he was he's in like uh, traveling for like two months. He was in Malaysia and Vietnam and Singapore. He was all over the place. Yeah. And Poor then Andy. and get this, some guy came in here, and he said that he invited Cougar. And Andy up to um, his place in San Miguel, Mexico. Is that place? San Miguel de Allende. Is that where's that at? What part of Mexico? Uh, it's uh, Guanajuato. It's just north, uh, north well, west anyway, so, of Mexico City. So Andy and Mary and Cougar will be all together up somewhere. Sounds like Mexico. a real party. Yeah. Um. By the way, Alice used a dynamite stick as a phallus. She didn't put it in her phallus. Ah, that makes more sense. Pay attention, you two. Jesus. Well, I mean, I think we we did pay attention. Yeah, you said it wrong. I don't think so. We're going to have to rewind that tape. Well, we'll hear it. We'll, we'll hear it. <laughs> All right, well, you got the point. Ruth chuckled. I still think <laughs> it's kind of... You were disgusted for some I, reason. I still think it's kind of a, a, a sadistic joke. Well, you know, poems I mean, where, where, sometimes where are they, where they find sad. Her, they found her tits in Dallas? Yeah, bits of her tits. Bits of her tits in Dallas. <laughs> Not all of them, just bits. <laughs> Some was in Fort oh, Worth. Oh, but that reminded me of when um, Ukraine Mike went to that concert out at uh, Wrigley Field and put the Viagra up his ass and started yeah. hemorrhaging. <laughs> Was that a Grateful Dead show? You know, that would be a great rhyme. We could those, come up with a little when, when Ukraine Mike's. There's got to be some rhymes in there. Somewhere. We should create a Ukraine Mike theme song. A guy from Ukraine named Mike. Uh, met a girl that he liked. Keep going. 
he is this a limerick form or what? He was okay. worried. He was worried. He couldn't perform. But he said, "Hey, babe, I'm not the norm." So he took a Viagra and stuck it up his ass. <laughs> that is not a limerick anymore. This is just free form. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, well, I want to say some final thoughts on what's going on in the world. Well, I have a joke. This has something to do with what's going on in the world. This new Michael Jackson documentary that has people freaked out. It was just like Leaving Neverland, was it called? Oh, where do you see it? Finding Neverland. You saw it? I saw the last 40 minutes. What the fuck? What do you mean? Why why watch the whole thing? Uh, Because I didn't... No, it was on. You I just can't have a you can't have a true knowledgeable assessment. I think it was of a only. I think I'll miss. I two part it, film, by the way, two yeah, part piece. But I saw watching the last. 40 I saw minutes. two two of the boys. What's one of your favorite movies ever? Okay. Let's talk about Michael Jackson. I know. I'm just trying to give you a point of reference here. What's one of your favorite movies ever? Uh, Casablanca. Would like. you say watching the last forty minutes is worth it? Uh, hell yeah! And because you, because I've already seen. If you've already seen the beginning, I love the no, Godfather. The I can just watch. All the you're watching bunch. is the last forty minutes. Is that enough? It's better than nothing. It still gives you the whole. I want to hear Kevin's joke instead of your dumb comparison. All right. Anyway, so you saw the last forty minutes and. You had it, oh, it's it's dynamite! All right. So yeah, it's this documentary that that's freaking out people who can't believe that like a middle-aged freaky man that would build an amusement park in his house and hang out with seven and eight-year-olds and bring them over for sleepovers with their parents, with their with mothers their, in the next room, room yeah, who were being paid could possibly have any pedophilic tendencies. I mean, that's just, you know, beyond the pale there to suggest that. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> no kidding. And then he was fickle. He'd keep one kid for a year, and he puts him, dresses him in his little Michael uh, outfits and shit like that, and, and uh, they'd wear the shades and all the little outfits, and then, bingo, he got a new one, and then they get jealous. Macaulay Culkin won't, won't admit what he was doing yet. Um, well, I mean, he's still sort of a... Public figure. Uh, he's a public figure, a washed-up public figure. This focuses on two men, right, who are coming. Oh, what, out so anyway, the, the joke. We, we, oh yeah. Uh, what do Neverland and Sears have in common? I don't know. Boys' underwear half off. <laughs> 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 That's so terrible. <laughs> That's good. I like that. That's terrible. I do love all these stupid. I like shale molestations. <laughs> That's for the next episode. Remember, we're whole dedicating a whole show on that. Apparently, X-rated episode. Jesus, God, I know. No. Um, if we could get a Catholic priest to be our guest, that would be fun. I don't even think I know any anymore. I know. I know one that's next one, but I don't think he'd ever show. That could up. be good. Yeah, not, no, he wouldn't. He knows me. Um. Well, I mean. Now that it's the Lenten season, maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, they're giving up child molesting for Lent? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things where you can, I don't know, free your soul. But then on Easter, you take up your bad habit again. That's the whole point. <laughs> so. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand. I was raised Catholic. I'm not a practicing one. I was traumatized. Um So you go back tomorrow, and then do you already have plans to come back to Chicago? Uh, Not yet, but probably in early May. I mean, I understand getting away from all the chaos, but it's so fucking cold right now. 
Well, it, yeah, when you, I brought the cold. When I booked it, you know, this is normally about 35 degrees. It's 41. Really, it, actually, yeah. the average is 41 this time. Yeah, so I, I really didn't plan on it having a below zero. Um, yeah, but he was smarting off on his blog last week about how he liked cold. Yeah, <laughs> and then the universe so, came so to then bite Ruth you took in the him, ass. Ruth took him on her little trip around <laughs> Promontory Point when it was 40 below zero. That, yeah. Apparently, he wasn't dressed quite warm enough. I was fun. I walked to Harold Washington Library today. I walked the whole loop. So. But there's shelter, there's protection. Well, you get on promontory, promontory windbreaks, but promontory yeah. point, you're... Yeah, that was... that was. Ooh. One other thing I always tell tourists is the wind chill is real. Yeah. It's yeah, for definitely. sure real. Oh, hey, how about uh, Luke Perry, huh? Oh, my goodness. That was a little shock. I didn't know who the hell the guy was. Now, is he, is he straight or gay? Straight. You sure? Why does this? Why do you always have to go there? I told Ebert. Ebert, you know, Ebert. People just always accuse Ebert of being gay because they accuse why? everybody. Uh, who knows? By people, he was, you mean you? Because he was fat. No, I knew better. I knew he was. No, but you ask everybody. I knew the broads. I knew the broads. I knew the broads. He was doing. He didn't have the greatest taste either. But um, he was bitching to me about you know the choir or something. He said, "I said, you're a celebrity, Roger, and celebrities. The burden of proof's on them. You got to prove that you're straight." Because you just assume any celebrity's gay unless they can prove they're not. Okay. That's a rule of thumb. All I know about Luke Perry was when that show was on the air, I was friends with a guy that played Shannon Doherty's father on the. Oh yeah. The, 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 I can't remember the name of the family. Uh, or whatever. Uh, the Walshes. Walshes, and, and it was funny because the parents were like ten years older than these thirty-year-olds that were playing teenagers at the time. So, totally. Yeah. Jordan, you never watched 90210? Was that before your time? Yeah. You're a little too, little too young. He's a little youngster. I never saw it. Oh saved my gosh. by the Bell? Okay. That, you're got, Saved there, by the Bell generation? Yeah, yeah. We would watch, um, I was in college. Uh, it would be 90210 followed by Melrose Place. And I was living in my sorority, and it was like this big thing where everyone would rush downstairs because we had this giant TV, and we had this giant like wraparound couch. And so literally every single square inch of that couch was full of girls and then every single square inch of the rug in front of the TV was full of girls and then every square inch because they, they thought he was hot it was just a good like you know stupid ass show it was like full of like you know romance and drama and so and then everybody like behind the couch people would just stand and watch and so literally I feel like the whole house was down in the basement you know eating chocolate and uh, uh, popcorn and we weren't allowed to drink but you know you get a little little disguised things um, but it was a big to-do. Like, it was a big part of our college days. So I was, I was sad to see. Yeah. Gee, and I was out demonstrating against the war in Vietnam, and you're watching Luke Perry. In the what 90s? What a fucking difference. You, in the 90s? There was, there was nothing. You to, are, then you are seriously mentally ill, more no, so than I I'm thought. Talking about when I was in school. When I was in school, fuckhead. When I was in school, we were doing important shit, not bumblegum crapola. Yeah, look where it got you. Yeah, look where it got me. A, a hit, a hit podcast. That's where it got me. <laughs> a hit podcast. Hey, Liz, how's your friend Jennifer from New Orleans? Oh, she's good. Um, I haven't talked to her in a while, but um, yeah, I got to touch base with her. Yeah, tell her hi. I will. I absolutely will. Happy Mardi Gras. Yeah, I should Jennifer, actually. I'll, I'll I'll send her a text after this. Actually, yeah. and uh, I forgot I forget to send. I gotta send uh, my friend Liz Williams, who's also the um, the executive director of the Southern. Feather, National Food and Beverage Foundation, Southern Food and yeah, Beverage. Yeah, well, they Museum. tried to rip us off. When Kevin was showing us around <laughs> New Orleans, we went in there. Yeah. You have to pay money. I think it was like a fin or something. Have bullshit. you ever been to a museum? 
Yes, I have. But that fucking museum looked like... Uh, you think this is Europe? Where it's all free? It looked like we walked into a fucking Target. You know, and, and, all and, museums are different. Yeah, I'll tell you that. And then five bucks to go in there and look at this shit. I can see, I said, I can see the whole fucking thing from oh, the doorway. Thanks, it was actually thanks, ten bucks. Thank, thank oh, you. ten bucks. Thank you for expressing your opinion. <laughs> I we, told we the, didn't have time anyway. I told the broad. It. I told the broad, too. She was, like, really offended. Well, because a lot of people put a lot of work into that. Well, are you offended when it are doesn't you offended jump when out people at you? Talk trash about your paintings, or you just say you're a dumb fuck? Get no. out of here! Well, I'm I know. A genius. I mean, it's simple. There's lots of dumb fucks in this world. Um, and I oh, explained wow. to him. I explained to him on the rare times I get 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 a criticism. I said, "We well, you know. I'm, I'm glad, very happy that people like you don't like my work." I just got a text message from Lindy. Oh, Lindy. Yeah. I'll touch base with her after this. Yeah. Um, so, all right. well, make sure you say hi for me. I will. I will. Any okay? So, any final thoughts, everybody? Um, just gonna say happy morning. Oh, oh, one. Yeah, while we were here last night having fun, Michael Shannon came in. Oh, nice. He's back in town. He just Sunday came in. Night. He just Sunday came night. in. Yeah. Well, last night. Sunday. Oh, Sunday. Yeah. yeah um, the um, he wanted to see that play at Red Orchid. He said it's real good. Which what's, it's called, what's it called? I forget, but here's what the... Fulfillment Center. Yeah, but it's like at the Amazon, you know, these people walk around these warehouses trying to find um, a pair of shoes and a toothbrush and shit to send people. Apparently the play is about the guy, people that work in that place. Oh, nice. They call it a fulfillment center. I gotta, um, but he said he he raved about it, so I, I actually said, okay, I gotta, I'm go. I got to give him, I have uh, tickets for him. For the field museum, for him and his family. I think he could have probably afforded. I know, but it's the gesture. He did me a favor, so yeah. it's a gesture. Well, gesture oh yeah, I think of, that'd be nice. Uh, I'm, you know what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna put him behind the bar he's, in an envelope. He, he's got a five and a ten year old, five year old and ten year old. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave him behind the bar. Well, I'm sure he'd appreciate it. Well, uh, Michael, I, if you're listening, yeah, find right. Out, yeah. Find out the next time. Find out the next time he'll be here. I will. He doesn't, you know, and he said he hasn't made a movie since. He's taking a Last break. Last time I saw him. Well, I think it, he'll make if people go for movies. So I'm yeah, surprised. Yeah, he can be selective. You, usually, I don't. Uh. Um, I just saw a play last week at the Goodman called Twilight Bowl, and it was really good. Have you heard called of it? What? Twilight Bowl. It's about um, basically four, five, six-ish characters, but four main characters who are all friends, uh, sort of like late high school, going into college, growing up. They, it's a small town in Wisconsin, and their lives kind of revolve around this bowling alley where they all work or congregate at. Um, and it kind of it takes you from, I don't know, like maybe like a three-year period. Do they actually bowl on stage? No. You oh. hear, like, you know, it, it's yeah. at the bar area of the bowling yeah. alley, but then you hear, like, the... The balls you know, rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Oh, it was the really fizz nice. when the ball hits. The yeah. Fit. Un- unmistakable sound. Yeah, exactly. It was really good, but... Um, we are fortunate to have some uh, nice Chicago uh, theater here. Got to yeah. see a lot of plays. Yeah, we do. A lot more plays. Um, all right, well, that's that. We're going to uh, conclude. That's a wrap. With some more music, because I can. And I like to annoy Bruce. Um, yeah, you succeed, too. <laughs> Ruth's digging up Bruce's scowling. I know. We're going to go and... Justin is laughing. After we sign off here, we're going to go and uh, parade throughout the alehouse and 
throw beads and eat uh, things, king cake, and maybe lift up our shirts. I don't know. Yeah, Liz is gonna. <laughs> Are you gonna flash for us? I'm. I'm. I'm thinking it's an all male thing tonight. Yeah. It's too way too cold for me to flash. Uh, I, I don't think anyone wants to see my tits. <laughs> Everyone wants to see your tits. Binary pits in Dallas. Oh, my. All right, everybody. Uh, happy Mardi Gras if you do that thing. Or I guess you guys will be listening to this after this. So I hope you're being good little uh, Christians and Catholics. Uh, Catholics and doing your thing where you're not doing whatever it is you're supposed to not to be doing. I'm, I'm getting ready to drink again. I'm four weeks deep. Got two weeks of sobriety left. And I'm back at it. Uh, thanks for joining us, Kevin. Thank you for having me. And, uh, and thank you to Bruce and Ruth for giving me the tour yesterday. Always a treat sure. to have you in town. Uh, Ruth, thanks for the drinks, as always. Jordan, thanks for making it possible thank for you, us Jordan. to be here. Say goodnight, genius. Goodnight, genius. We'll catch you all next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks.